Hello, friends. I'm Danny. Oh, wait. This is my episode. Oh, yeah. So sorry. <laughs> Hello, friends. My name is Brenna. And I'm Danny. And, and this, this is Lago Stories. Today's episode contains graphic information that some listeners may find disturbing. Listener's discretion is advised. Welcome back, Lagos friends. We are changing it up a little bit. I know I'm usually even, and Danny is <laughs> odd, but we're switching it up. Yeah. Keep it on your feet. <laughs> this is also your lucky number, so I yes. gave it to you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and this episode is going to be a little bit different than normal for us in that we usually talk about crimes. I mean, it is a true crime podcast, right? But this episode, we'll be talking about a woman that was charged with a crime, except it wasn't ever a crime. And Danny, have you ever heard of such a thing? You know, I wish I could say no, but just last month we <laughs> talked about what you could wear could put you in jail. So. Oh, that's true. So we're, we're used to this right now. Mm-hmm. And you would think law enforcement and prosecutors would know the law best in 2022, but this case, they let their personal beliefs and feelings overrun what the law was, and it caused not only a brutal and painful experience for the woman involved, but it also caused a huge public outroar. And I mean huge. And if you're not familiar with her name, you'll probably be familiar with at least the circumstances of this case, especially because this took place just only a few months ago. And before we get into it, I do want to put a trigger warning that this episode, we will be talking about abortion in case anyone feels triggered or sensitive in any way about the topic. But with that said, today we'll be talking about Lizelle Herrera. In March of 2022, Lizelle Herrera was 26 years old living in Rio Grande Valley, Texas, a small city less than 300 miles south of San Antonio, when she was arrested for murder after a claimed self-induced abortion. District Attorney Gota Ramirez dropped the charges less than two days later and Lizelle was freed, but the circumstances of the charges and the misinterpretation of the law continues to stir up conversation. Not to mention the many changes that occurred just a couple weeks ago with the overturned Roe v. Wade verdict. This case solidifies the fear that many women face and the uncertainty of the future. So how did this even happen to begin with? The exact details of this case are still a little bit gray, but according to an article for PRISM, D.A. Ramirez indicted Lizelle on March 30th for, quote, intentionally and knowingly cause or causing the death of an individual, end quote, by self-induced abortion. And Danny, do you want to guess what her bail was set at for this murder charge? Oh, I'm sure it's maximum because she's a threat to everyone. She's a baby everyone. killer. Yeah. Her bail was set for $500,000. Do you have that okay. kind of money? Like, can we just go back one second? Yes, yes, yes. This was before. This was April. The overturn. Okay. Correct. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm trying to understand how we were even brought here today. (laughs) I agree. I agree. Why are you wasting my time? It doesn't make (laughs) sense. It does not make sense at all because in April, abortions, well... So the law in Texas was up to six weeks. Okay. Right? They don't get into how far along she was. Again, there's a lot of, like, information that's, yeah, that's kind of, like, missing. Um, But, yeah, so she was charged for murder for a claimed self-induced abortion. 
but that's not illegal in Texas. And I'll get into that. But self-abortion isn't illegal. Self-induced abortion is not illegal. Yeah, because let's make sure that's legal, but not safe ones. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into it. (laughs) Don't you worry. And yeah, the bill, I mean, it's outrageous considering what bail is set up for. And I mean, we could probably do a whole episode on the bail and bond system and the injustices that come with that huge industry. But bail, the idea of bail is primarily used to keep or prevent suspected criminals from just leaving the state or country before their day in court. So clearly that high of a bond meant that they thought she would either jump bail or that she posed a threat to society while awaiting court. And it just doesn't make sense either way. Yeah, I mean, you first off already clarified that it was self-induced. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not harming other human beings. Yeah, so if you're out on... Out of context, please don't write me about <laughs> that. I'm not here to listen to it. But... At me, yeah. Yeah, like, send it to the box. It will go delete it. I'm so sorry. But that doesn't... You're right. Like, it doesn't make sense unless you're just being cruel because you just don't like what she was doing. Yeah. And charged for murder. Murder, y'all. We see people commit actual murder against other people and get, like, what, 10, 20 years? Slap on the wrist. Yeah. Manslaughter. Yeah. And as a reminder, as of April 8th of 2022, when Herrera was arrested under SB 8 or Senate Bill 8, it states specifically that you cannot punish women for self-induced abortions. In addition to this, Texas Penal Code for Criminal Homicide, Chapter 19.06, states that the chapter does not apply to the death of an unborn child if the mother's conduct caused the death. Yet, In order for Herrera to be charged, according to Zina Zamora, the executive director of the Frontera Fund, which is an abortion fund based in Rio Grande Valley, multiple people had to agree to charge Herrera for murder. A prosecutor, a grand jury, and a judge had to all sign off. Okay, again, I'm just going to restate that the fact that there's even a chapter that Mm -hmm. self-induced abortion is legal is like making me so angry like i'm grinning right now but out of like trying not to yell scream because that's disgusting like that really is disgusting that well that and they added it to the actual like texas penal code for homicide it's at the very bottom and i actually found like the actual like write-up like pdf version and it states, like, literally, specifically, if the death of an unborn child is because of the conduct based on the mother, like, the mother did it, then this does not apply. Okay. Homicide does not apply. I can't handle that. But anyway. But she was literally charged with murder based on at least three people ignoring the law. Yeah. That's interesting. So, I don't know if you're going to get into it later or if you even know, but what what happened? Like, what are we even talking about? Why are we talking about this? What are they saying that she did to get us to this point? Yeah, I'll go into it. Well, I won't go into, like, the exact details of, right, like, how yeah, she caused obviously. and everything. But, yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of get us back to 
how like the police even found out yeah that's what i was like who, whole, who alerted you <laughs> this is a whole nother can of worms that's, that's so. really what i'm interested in like who alerted you because yeah. we'll wow. get there right after this but i did have some like not so fun fact but kind of going back to the early 2000s feticide or causing the death of fetus those laws were being enacted all over the nation it was like trendy to like be given out laws for feticide and all this in the early 2000s but they were enacted after and you'll probably know after the murder of eight-month pregnant Lacey peterson was killed by her husband in 2002 mm. do you I remember just got chills. yeah yes Ugh. so the whole nation was like distraught by this case which for good reason it's a very disturbing case but they start enacting laws to protect Lacey, and they're like well what about the unborn baby right it's an eight month old baby like could have been born any day and is he going to be charged for that baby's death so texas feticide laws were enacted in 2003 and this was named the prenatal protection act making it a crime to cause death of an unborn fetus and in 2004 george bush signed the unborn victims of violence act on april 1st of 2004 making it a federal crime to cause injury or death to an unborn fetus while committing a crime against a pregnant female. Okay, I didn't want to stop you there. I wanted to clarify. These were both set in place for acts against women who were pregnant. Yes or no? Yes, and also the unborn fetus itself. So basically, yes. like, so basically yeah. taking them as two separate people, Correct. but it was to double protect. Like, not only are you hurting a woman, but you're hurting the unborn child. Kind of We're like a double slap you. on the hand. Like, Correct. if We're you're going to do you that, twice. you're going to be punished. Correct. All right, just want to make sure everyone heard that. Yes, and that is a good thing, right? Like, you would want somebody to be held accountable for those actions. However, even though they were enacted to protect pregnant women, they also changed the definition of an individual from a born child to a fetus or an embryo. So that's when we really start to see Roe v. Wade kind of like deteriorating. Mm -hmm. 38 states have feticide laws and at least 29 of these include early stages of pregnancy. The majority of all of the laws do specifically exempt the pregnant woman from being charged, but clearly that did not stop them in Lizelle's case. Yeah, that's um, exactly the direction I was going at to point out. I think a lot of the times things are done for the right reason and then wrong implications. And I mean, today, I think it's really important that we're talking about this and then with my episode we both came together after we heard the Roe versus Wade overturn verdict and we many, many both tears were came thick. together and we're like I think we need to talk about it regardless of how you feel or what you stand on I'm a big component of you can believe whatever you want that is your choice your opinion But when you're going to extremes of this side versus that side instead of looking at the actual issue, Mm -hmm. then that's a problem. It really doesn't matter what side you are on the pro-life, pro-choice. Like, that's yours. Take it home with you. I'm not going to preach one way or the other. But when you're looking at cases like this that affect the individual themselves for choices that they're making 
it really kind of gets down to the brass tacks of things. Mm-hmm. Does it matter where you stand on what she did? Or does it matter that the fact that there are out serial killers out there that are getting away with something and this woman is being charged for murder with a law that was in place to protect women? Mm-hmm. Does that even make sense? Like, how are we speaking the same language? And both, regardless of the side that you're on, come together and think, that makes sense. Yeah. I absolutely agree. And I think it's easy for people to think, oh, well, you know, like, what about the baby? It could have grown up and they always say could have, you know, cured cancer. But what if mom would have cured cancer? And now she can't afford to go to school or now she can't mentally do medical school. Like, there's, you can look at it both ways, but at the end of the day, I personally believe like pro-choice is a medical procedure, 1000%, but we should not be charging, we should not be prosecuting women for their choice, especially because she's not even breaking the law. Yeah, and I think that's really important to understand is that like if something's there to protect people, use it to protect them. Yeah, don't use I, it the wrong way. That's understandable. That makes sense. But don't put something to quote unquote protect people and then turn around and use it for whatever way you think is appropriate yeah that's not the issue at hand that is not what we're talking about that doesn't even make sense absolutely and now back to your question so let's get into how police were notified because again whole nother can of worms this is a huge debate i feel like i'm I'm just gonna get angry (laughs) you are (laughs) i'm really scared you are you are (laughs) This is a huge debate on whether or not the information should have even been shared in the first place. According to an article for PRISM, when District Attorney Gota Ramirez dropped the charges, he mentioned that Herrera was originally investigated because of a report that police received from a local hospital. Now, I know that we've all heard of HIPAA violation after the last two years we've had, but if you were somehow living under a rock, HIPAA or H-I-P-A-A, which stands for Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, was enacted in 1996 to protect patients from their personal health information from being shared without their knowledge or consent. HIPAA also prevents healthcare providers from sharing personal medical information to law enforcement unless certain conditions are met. And here is where the lines get a little bit blurry. A few of those conditions where healthcare workers would need or should provide law enforcement with medical information would be if they were presented with a court order or warrant, if the information shared would prevent or lessen imminent harm or safety of an individual or the general public, to report suspected child or adult abuse or neglect, or admission of a violent crime. From a Holland and Hart article, admission of a violent crime reads, quote, If a person has admitted participation in a violent crime that a provider reasonably believes may have caused serious physical harm to a victim, a provider may disclose information to law enforcement necessary to identify or apprehend the person, provided that the admission was not made in the course of or based on the individual's request for therapy, counseling, or treatment related to the propensity to commit this type of violent act end quote i knew this was gonna set me off i'm a hardcore closeted feminist if y'all haven't heard me say that before (laughs) 
But this is why women's health is not taken seriously. Mm-hmm. I'll stand on that box. I will die on that box. But yeah, there's too many things like that happen to women when they go to the doctor and so they're said they're liars. They're not doing things. And then it's things like this that happen that it's like, this Especially is why. a minority woman. Exactly. Like, this is why women have serious health issues or end up dying because they are treated this way in a hospital setting. And it just is asinine. And I never realized until I got older that this was a thing. And when I started hearing more and more, of course, my first intention was like, oh my gosh, like, there's no way. I was definitely one of those people of like, mm-hmm. you're fine. Like, you're you're trying to make us think about it's only something. only a one-off. And yeah. then you go in and it's just so many people do this over and over and over again. And it's like, how can you be hearing the same thing and still have people treating people this way? Mm-hmm. Like, I literally do not understand. And as soon as you said an admission of a violent crime i was like waiting i was like okay maybe maybe oh my gosh there it was and then you dropped the microphone (laughs) i couldn't because it's just like that's ridiculous i do just want to clarify though that this was a hipaa violation yes it was yes (laughs) (laughs) so even though it was an admission of guilt and granted like at first i'm like this healthcare worker whoever he or she is like I hate you so much, but I can't you're the reason see. women are dying. I'm sorry, like it has to come out. That's no, ridiculous. I can't see how it can be confusing because they would literally have to know that self-induced abortion was not a crime in Texas, right? Which I personally did not know, right? So there's also a kind of almost like a pressure. For healthcare workers, I'm not saying like all of them. I'm just saying there can be a pressure to report because they're scared if they don't report and it comes back, it comes back on them. So there is like that other way that I just wanted to throw out there. I don't know exactly what happened. I don't know if that person, that healthcare worker was like, oh my God, you killed that poor precious baby and <laughs> stop it's a barbara from that from two episodes ago you know if they're like that or they were just like shoot is that a crime let me just tell the police just in case so it doesn't come back on me yeah but i, I get what you're saying and i am totally here for that and it makes sense but also again we're talking about things outside the issue and not the issue itself if you feel like you need Mm -hmm. to report to report to report there's no purpose of reporting yeah that's true. so the system is broken yes again it goes back to the whole pro-life pro-choice does that matter when this is happening no it doesn't because this woman for saying something that she had done that could have caused herself harm Mm-hmm. because she didn't feel comfortable enough to seek the appropriate and, means that were legal at the time. I'm just letting you know that. You go, and then she's thrown in jail. Well, that, and she's also, she. well, I don't know, but I'm assuming that she would show up at a hospital for treatment, right? So maybe she was bleeding a lot, maybe. So, like, her herself felt she needed treatment. to say something to, of what's going on to appropriately assess the situation yeah and you, you took can't that away like, from her you can't hide 
what's going on to a medical professional, you know, especially when you think that, okay, you know, this is patient confidentiality and then you you know you're just gonna like make up a lie no one should have to like make up a lie in order to seek treatment for anything not even life-saving treatment just any treatment at all you should be able to tell a provider hey this is what's happening exactly as long as without feeling you're gonna be persecuted yeah agree and again like i can see it both ways with a healthcare worker and I don't know exactly what happened. I would love to know. I don't know if they'll ever come out. I doubt it. I don't think to I can what handle happened. what to, it, I don't think I can handle it. You like, think it's... I, I think it would just you think irritate me beyond belief. But yeah, no, if I can see them reporting because they shared different beliefs, I can see it the other way. But I know that the issue at hand is it needs to be clear for all. Yeah, it needs to be clarified. You need to have that. Like, if you're going to change this entire woman's life, Mm -hmm. who, for something that she was trying to seek help for, is then convicted and then considered a murderer, a murderer. What? What? I am sure every day something happens to her, she's like, oh, it's probably not bad enough to go to the hospital. Like, that's, that's something that she's going to carry with her for the rest of her yeah, life. Yeah, she's not going to say anything. She's not going to say a thing. Yeah. And this is, again, why people think that it's a cop-out or something that we can just throw to the side. It's not a big deal. No, it is a big deal. Because if this is happening to men, I would guarantee you, y'all could do whatever you want. Because mm-hmm. you've made the rules from the start. I can't even imagine how... She is living the rest of her life every day in fear of what is going to happen to her because of a simple choice that she makes. Well, that and her name was put out to an entire nation. And I mean, I'm telling you, the backlash was huge. And like, (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't blame her if she changed her name and moved. (laughs) Like, that is so terrifying and so traumatic. And I'm sure... Hopefully, they, people didn't find out where she lived, but, like, I can just oh, imagine, sure like, reporters yeah. outside the house and, like, even if you're in support of her, like, hey, I want to get your interview on this. Like, no. like I don't know you. <laughs> Leave me alone. And this like, is traumatic. Yeah. Like, it's traumatic in itself regardless of your stance on the issue. And it could have been avoided. And exactly. And that is a private, personal decision that no one else except the person making that decision needs to know. And I'm it's sorry. not an easy And decision. it's not. No one is wakes up and is like, mm, I think I'm going to have an abortion today. Yeah. That's not how it works. It's It doesn't work that way. I agree. But I will say that I am glad at how many people supported, rallied, and protested for Lizelle as soon as they heard about the charges. But it also scares me that what if no one really knew? Like, what if her name didn't make headlines? What if the protests never occurred? What if the support never flowed in? Would Lizelle still be in jail waiting for her day in court? Absolutely. Would a different judge finally have caught the mistake? No. This, that is like <laughs> terrifying to think about. And it, it is. It really is. Because it was because... only two days. But like I think about this is probably not the first time this has ever happened in the history of histories. You oh, know? girl, wait until you get into mine. Oh, it's, no. That is definitely a running theme, but it is disturbing how quickly they will change their mind because of outpour but then it's like 
Wait. So if you're going to do that, why did you do that to begin with? So, and it's interesting because the way homeboy, DA, said like, oh, you know, the, there's no crime here. She's been released. Well, no, they kind of said like, oh, it made it seem like he was the one doing the right thing. He did it. He took the stand. Yeah. And it was like, it was like, oh, um, it was just like a simple mistake or like, yeah, like like he was taking credit, you know, like, oh, the law is confusing. Sorry. And he didn't even say sorry. sorry. Apparently he did say sorry to her through the lawyer through text message, but like, sir. Thank God he did that. (laughs) Because I'm sure she cherishes that text message for life. I'm sure she printed that out. She put it. (laughs) She framed it in the living room. She wakes up every morning to that. Thanking God. Yeah. So it was like, rather than him saying like, no guys, this was a huge mistake. Like, so, so sorry for her. And this this should never have happened. This is not a crime, you guys. Y'all, this is not a crime. It was just like, oh, she's been free. I mean, either way, even if he was crying and begging, at the end of the day, you you knew that was wrong. Mm-hmm. That was, like, super uncool, first off. From the start of it, it was against the law. Mm. You reported on a HIPAA violation. You cannot take information that is given to you illegally and charge someone for. I'm sorry. Well, that and, yeah, like, the actual crime that they are saying is a crime is isn't a, a crime. Not a crime. But then yeah. you also take an illegal piece of information to try and, like, make, make it a crime. A crime. Which yeah. is a crime. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's also, it's scary to think, did they just not know? Are they just oblivious? Or... Are they trying to persecute and prosecute women? Like, which is scarier? Because they're both terrifying. Again. Like, either you don't know the law, and why are you a district attorney? And why are you a judge? Why are you in a grand jury if you don't know the law? Or are you doing it on purpose? Yes. Again, if those are the choices that we're dealt with, does it matter what side? <laughs> the issue at hand is that's broken. Yeah. That's not an 1, acceptable 000%. choice. And then it makes me feel like I need to know every piece of law, Texas law, but that's, that's not on the individual. Yeah, yeah like that's not yeah. on the individual. Yeah. There are innocent people behind bars today. I think it's important to not only acknowledge the errors and injustices with the criminal justice system, but to also share these stories with others because knowledge is power. There were several people supposed to know and supposed to be the actual law that were still unclear on this issue, and unfortunately, it only gets more complicated going forward. I wish I could tell you, okay, this is the exact law moving forward, do this, don't say that, etc., But after Roe v. Wade was overturned, it's never been more unclear. Here in Texas, according to an article by Nate Raymond for Reuters, Christine Weems, a judge for Harris County, blocked the Roe v. Wade ban temporarily so abortions can resume for embryos less than six weeks. A new hearing was scheduled for July 12th, which, as we're recording this, 
today. This was just a couple days ago, but I couldn't find any further updates on that hearing. So not sure if this is still going on or what the outcome was, if it was decided yet, but it is almost certain that Texas as a state will be an abortion soon, or if not already by the time you're hearing this. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton stated on Twitter that he would be appealing Christine's quote-unquote wrong decision and also stating that pre-Roe v. Wade laws are quote 100% in effect and constitutional, end quote. According to the same article, it states that quote Paxton, in an advisory issued after the U.S. Supreme Court ruled, said the state's 2021 trigger ban, which bars abortions almost entirely, would not take immediate effect. Providers say that it could take two months or more, end quote. He continues, quote, Paxton said prosecutors could choose to immediately pursue criminal charges against abortion providers based on a different old statute that had gone unenforced while Roe v. Wade was on the books, but that remained Texas law, end quote. I think it's really interesting that for something so unclear, you can make such a clear decision on, mm-hmm. which is really interesting for me. Is like if you don't have enough facts to kind of break it down, digest it, and then spit it back out in a way that's clear and meaningful to other people, how are you associating that power to just take something from everyone? And I mean, even what is currently allowed within Texas, six weeks, sometimes some people don't even know a what's going on. A lot of people don't know, yeah. So it's interesting in the fact that something, one, half the population does not go through. Mm-hmm. But they're making the rules. Exactly. I feel like we talk about prohibition more than I ever thought we would on this podcast. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> because it's brought up more and more. But I think it's interesting. We've tried to ban things throughout history. Mm-hmm. And it has caused nothing but chaos, mayhem, war, bloodshed. So I'm not sure why we keep going back to this practice. Except history always repeats the, Yeah, and that's exactly it. Humans historically continue to repeat themselves until it's changed. So it's. I think it's great that you put in there like sharing those stories and hearing it because it doesn't matter where you stand on that side. As long as you understand the choices that people are making and how they affect other people's lives. And not only other people's lives, but if you're a woman, it affects your life. Yeah. So really, it just goes down to think more about what you're going to say in a topic that is this sensitive for something that you don't understand. Yeah. But the fight continues, though. Abortion providers and advocates are pushing back with a lawsuit that states that the 1925 ban was repealed and also conflicts with the 2021 trigger ban. So more to come with that. But I do want to say it really is important now than ever to make sure you are voting for the people that best fit your ideals and morals on every level, not just the presidential level. I know that the two-party system, two people are not gonna, two people are not able to match what you want to see in the world perfectly. But y'all, it's what we have now. That's the only thing that we have to work with. And abortions, legal and illegal, have been needed medical procedures for centuries worldwide. And even though I personally do not see the topic as political, it's now been made that way. 
So if you agree, then you must fight back for the world that not only you want to live in, but for the future generations to come. I think before you speak on how you feel on a topic, you really need to understand how those laws and the people you vote for and all of that affects your life, Mm -hmm. your sister's life, your wife's life, or your wife yourself. Because those are the people that it's going to affect. And you saying something in a heated moment because that's what you believe or you feel like you believe or you've been told, yes, is really unacceptable and it doesn't matter because you're looking at the things that are not the issue. Mm -hmm. Look at the issue itself and then speak up. I think that would really be interesting to see how that transitions your thought process. Agree. Yeah. I think all too often, I think everybody can be privy to split decisions, making split decisions really fast based on feelings and how people were raised and everything. But you do have to think about all of humanity. You Mm -hmm. cannot just think about what personally affects you because we're in this world together guys and like and we we really do need to come together because i'm i am so sick of tired of it being like this side and that side it's like can we just come together please and thank you (laughs) to just kind of wrap it up in a bow put it to bed is where you stand at the end of the day doesn't matter because i can guarantee you majority i won't say everybody because we talk about some people that are not them but that are not everybody True. but i will say 99.9 percent like lysol would agree that this is not acceptable yeah yeah i agree and if you can say that then what side you stand on doesn't matter yeah i agree good way to end it but with that that'll concludes today's episode let us know your thoughts on Instagram and Facebook at Lago Stories. And while you're there, don't forget to follow us if you haven't already. If you have a case suggestion, please reach out through our website at lagostories.com. All of today's source material will be linked in the description box below. We'll be back with a new episode next week. But until then, stay safe out there. It's a weird world. Thank you to Alexander Nakarada for allowing us to use his sound, Nightmare, for our theme music.